God says to me that, uh, you know, that the bones of this church are good bones. Um, and only good things will come from this. Um, who knows at the hand of God, you know, that whatever He puts His hand to, um, it always grows and it always grows. Um, and, there, um, and there will always be a time, you know, to be tested, but that's only for your character. God is not a God, and He's steady. He's always moving. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Um, so before I begin to, uh, to talk about me or us, um, I've got a word. Um, if you go into the museum, they have a model there of this town, you know, like as it existed prior to 1992. It's flooded. Um, and there's a, it's like a big river, you know, that runs along sort of the town, you know, and that indicates how far the world actually came up. And I thought, that's, 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 actually, that's actually quite powerful. Uh, I think I went onto Wikipedia and it said something about this town, um, how this town actually dwells beside a winding stream. Spiritual, you know? mm-hmm. it's like God wants to flood the rest of this. It's mm, good. And it's not with water; it's the uh, it's water of the spirit. And the thing it says in Psalm 42 uh, that the deep always calls unto deep. So God wants to call this town and uh, this people uh, into the deep things. It's mm, good. And he can only do it with his people, those that he knows. So, I'm from a small town. I'm just called Motor Right here. Uh, it's in the Waikato region, it's on North Island. Um, and my heart is still here, but I like this town. <laughs> this is just you know, you know when we first stepped into this church, um, and one of the first things I saw was food. <laughs> um, if you don't know, Maori and food. <laughs> so I thought, yes, Lord, you brought us to the right place. Yeah, and it's here. Um, I was born and raised in a small town. Um, I've always lived in the Waikato region. I shifted, you know, to other parts of the country as I grew up. Um, I became a Christian, I think, when I was eight or nine. I saw it. Um, I saw it went off course, you know, like, as you grow up. Um, I did some things that, um, yeah, in a way, you know, that's my past. Sows into you as a kid. Those are seeds, uh, you know, that are dormant for a season. But the thing is, you know, is it a season? We don't know how long the season is. And once again, you know, for me, it was it was part of my grinding process. 
So as I grew up in a small town, I worked at a freezing works. You guys know what a freezing works is. Yes. So animals go to die. <laughs> um, um, I started off as a labourer and then I worked up to be a, um, a beef butcher. Uh, the money was good, but Up to 14 years there, um, and during that time, a depression for God. It was such a dry time, dry time. Um, outwardly, um, circumstances were like hard. Uh, you know, um, as I said, you get people there um, in your work environment, you know, who aren't for you. I've got people. He tried to pull uh, knives on me and, and things like that, you know, threatened my life and stuff. You know, and it was just, it was almost like a normal thing. Uh, deal. And, but that was part of my, that was part of my learning process. Um, I learned to present the God deal. Um, I wasn't always successful. <laughs> um, why we came here? Um, so then, the last year there was uh, there was a group of us, my wife Abby, um, and some friends. I came down for a week. Uh, and my friend wanted to celebrate her birthday, and so we were based here and we went into Queenstown, Monaco, you know, just to um, all of the touristy things. But by the end of the week, you know, God said to me, what do you think of this town? You know, is it a good town? And I said, well, I don't know, I've only been here a week. <laughs> um, so God has called me to be a Messiah, a person, a pre-season, or I hear things. Yeah, so he kept on saying it, you know, what do you see, what do you hear? Is this a good town? Are the people good? Um, and at the end of the week he says, I want you uh, to weigh this town up. Uh, on scales. You know, and I said to God, I'm not here to judge. And he said, no, but I'm, I want you to weigh this town up. Yeah, so... On the last day, I went for a walk. I actually run. You know, and he was saying to me, what do you see? You're doing good, though. Yes, yeah, so I could honestly say that, you know, that this town is a good town. But the overriding thing is that God is here. And I said, well... As long as you're here, everything will work out. So we fly back home to Allenton, um, and he begins to wake me up like four o'clock in the morning. You know, and he would say to me, What do you see? Um, and I've learned, uh, I've learned to see things 
in real time. So even though I was back on the mountain, you know, I would see, you know, what's happening here. see things like angels, you know, like on the hills, you know, the surrounding hills. And I said, said to God, you know, what are they doing there? And he said, you know, they're there waiting. I said, for what? And he said, you know, they're there waiting for a move of God. I said, how's that going to happen? Churches need to put aside their little corners of theology and you know, what they believe in and what they hold true. Because what God actually wants to see is everybody you know, come together as one. That's right. That's good. So when I, so when we arrived here, well, there was a set list of things, you know, that God had said for me to do. country and his kindred um, and all that he knows you know, and, 
um, and to go to a place, you know, that God would show them. So when I read that verse, I never tried to make that verse to fit my circumstances. I had to line up with what the Word says. There. And so that particular piece of scripture, it became like a mirror for me to align myself up against and I would see that scripture uh, you know, for a few months and wait to, uh, for what God would say to me. Um, and I knew that, you know, that if we were going to come down here, I knew that there were three things, you know, that needed to be put in place. One was the word, and one was the Holy Spirit, you know, to lead, um, and the third
by the minister, you know, to sell everything off. Um, and we've tried to fit you know, everything, you know, that we could like into the back of the wagon. Yeah, and that was us. It was road trip. Um, and we, so we, we had no, we had no place to stay, you know, when you know, like on our way down here. No place to say. Yeah, that's a step of faith. You know, but that last step, you know, when I want to see the God, I wanted to be confirmed, you know, that I am, you know, that we are actually doing the wrong thing. Um, and I got that confirmation. Yeah. Um, and so we hopped in our car and we came as far as. Church, I think, you know, you know, and the thing about God, you know, is that He runs so far ahead of you sometimes, you know, and you struggle to catch up. You know, yeah. And as He said to us, um, even this country is far too small for you. And I want to send you to other countries. And I said, you know, we haven't even, you know, been able to get to Palmer yet. We haven't got a place to sit and we haven't got a job. And you want to send us overseas. I say, yes. So I said, okay. <laughs> and so we come here, I think, um, it was a Monday night we arrived here and it was on the onset of winter. <laughs> we had no place to stay and I thought, um, I said, Debbie, I think we should sleep in the car. And she says, no, we're not sleeping in the car. <laughs> um, so I had to go and find a hotel, um, you know, where I was to stay. And we only had a certain amount of money left. And I said, God, I think, you know, within the space of three or four days, we're going to be out of money. And he said to me, how much do you have in your hand? And I said, well, you know, we have this much. And he says, good, I'll give you more money when it runs out. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what world you want. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> no, but he said, oh, you don't have a choice. So I, we actually um, physically had to wait, you know, like, until everything was exhausted of ours. And then he would provide for us again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Um, and the prayers that weren't answered, but turns out, I don't think we need them after all. You know, and you know what that does to the heart of a person, you know, to the... the to the spirit man and woman, you know, is that it, um, it actually begins, you know, to give you um, a bit of confidence in God. You know, is it when you have those three things in place and you know that you've heard from God, and when you make the move, when things run out, um, He does provide for you. Again and again. And again. Um, so part of the list of things, you know, that God wanted me to do, we moved here was to pray over this town and so every morning um, I would take a section of this town and I would walk um, up and down the streets you know and I would pray over the houses um, well sometimes I wouldn't say anything you know and I would let God speak you know sometimes we speak too much sometimes you know God would say that to me he says sometimes you talk too much and I've learned to be quiet.
Yeah. So it took me a month. I had to go through every section of this town, you know, to pray about it, you know, to wait over it, you know. And um, I worked out, took out, um, I worked out to be about four or five pages worth of writing. So um, and the last two things he wanted me to do was to, was to find the two highest places that overlook this town um, and to climb the hills, you know, and to, and to pray. So I did. You know, and I'm going to teach you know, God wanted me to be like watchman, but He also wanted me to, to stand in the gap. Um, and to be someone, you know, who's within this town. Um, and I just started weeping. You know, as a Christian, when there'll be times, you know, when you're having an encounter with God, you know, and it just rocks you, and you know, it, it, it's it's so powerful, you know. Um, and I've had those times, you know, and there are other times, you know, when you can be so blase, you know, it's like you get so easily distracted. And you hear God, you know, when He begins to call you and He says, You know, spend time with me. I say, Look, I will. After this TV program is finished, you know, and when that program finishes, you know, and you decide, you know, to spend time with God, and it's like you've missed your opportunity. And so, the two times that I was on those two high places, I, and I worked in a big boys. I identified myself as one of those who walk away from God. You know, and it's... It's, it's hard, you know, uh, to, uh, to describe. But I knew that I had to stand in the gap for the people. And in a similar, in a similar way, you know, that Jesus and the procedure and the Lord, you know, were placed upon his shoulders. So after those last two things were completed, and he was pleased with me. You know, and then I said to God, you know, what's next? And he says, for me to go to work. Um, and that's how simple God is. Is that, you know, once the season is finished, he says, oh, for me, you know, he said to work. And I tell you, it's good. It's good to be working. Because I, I, I feel a sense, um, you know, that I belong in this town. Um, and I know what I'm able to give. I know that when I represent God um, in my workplace, I give it 100%. And I will always go the extra mile. Um, so at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm working for a company. Um, and the feedback, you know, that I'm, I'm getting, you know, and this is from my boss and from the customers um, <clears throat> that I'm doing work for is, 
felt that, you know, because uh, that makes me a really good representative, you know, for God. Um, <clears throat> but I know, you know, that that's not my heart. My heart is to do this. Uh, it's the people within the body of Christ. That's my work. But in the meantime, you know, God says, I feel you to put my hand, you know, to what he was in front of me. And I do. And I put my heart, like yearns, um, to do the work of God. I don't know what that looks like. Um, I know that, that he's, in a sense, he's called me to be a shepherd um, and a seer. Um, uh, and my wife, Gabby, is, is very prophetic. So that's there. Uh, so I don't know, you know, what that looks like. Uh, God speaks to me every day. Um, and he wants me to write things down, you know, and I write things down. Um, uh, oh, I think I'll finish it off. You know, when I sent that message, you know, to Ray uh, online, um, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to write. I, I know what God had said to me. Um, and I said, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do next? He says, I want you to. The first things I look for uh, online with this town and other churches, you know, when I saw the church on town was well, That's an unusual name. It's <laughs> a very unusual name. And so God said, you know, just write to pray. And I did I said, what do I write? Um, so I just wrote. <laughs>
That's when we get here, you know, um, he wants to fine tune my hearing. And so he says to me, what do you see here? Um, the first thing I did, you know, was to look up. Um, and I wasn't looking at the, the, the physical scene. I was looking at the spiritual scene. Um, and there's a ton of things, you know, that God wants to do within this church. Man, he wants to explode this church. You know, and when I hear words like, um, um, things like, you know, the, the four walls are too small. Of course it's too small. Of course. Um, so God wants to bring people into this town, you know, that you may not have seen before. Um, um, and they're people with huge spirits, very big spirits. Um, and the mantle on their life is very, very powerful. God wants to bring these people here, here to this town, here to this church. When God says to me, is this, is this town ready for it? I said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I said to God, what do they need to do in order to be prepared? Um, and it's about, um, it's, a bit, um, it's about being able to humble uh, it's about being able to humble yourself um, and to be together in unity, spending time with God. It's good. Three simple things. It's not hard, you know, but it will cost you. It's good. It will cost you. Um, in my old church, I prophesied and said, you guys are going to be getting people, you know, that you normally wouldn't want <laughs> in church. Not me, but it's people you know that you don't want to choose, but they're going to be coming in. So, are you ready for that? Um, and I believe you know the same thing. You know will be happening here. Um, I see this church as like a pillar, um, and it's a pillar in the sense is that everything is so centered with God, and the platform was even. Um, and everything is right aligned. I believe, you know, that this church is right aligned. Uh, it's not perfect. Um, and no church is perfect. But like what I said at the beginning, the bones of this church are alive. And when I said to God, why do you want to visit this town? And he said, it's because he... He's he, He's heard the prayers of the saints centuries ago, years and years and years ago, from the past and the present. And those prayers are always before. So are we ready, you know, to receive, you know, like a moment of God? Are we really ready? And begin to ask yourself, what can I do, you know, to put myself in a place, you know, where I'm ready? And to receive, but also to give. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what excites me, you know, that. Um, and one thing I, I always hear God say, I bet the time is short. It's very short. 
What have you done with your life now, like up to this point? Like where you're ready to receive the love of God? What do you need to do like, in order to put yourself in that place? Yeah, so that's the question. Um, so thank you for this platform. Um, I'd just like to let you know, you know, that I'm one of many. I'm hundreds and thousands of people becoming um, in and through this town, you know, to speak, you know, to impart, you know, to give. Jesus is gone. 